Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading The Shining by Stephen King. This book is too good for this podcast. You are doing yourself a disservice by listening to this. and ghouls welcome back to the amazon book club halloween edition i'm austin hannah i'm ganesh sarma i'm shane a burklow whoa a little insight into shane a what could it stand for what does it mean austin this week we're reading we're reading a good one this week folks it's the shining by stephen king a ever halloween heard special. of it yeah have you ever wow. heard of it you idiot you fucking idiot you ever heard of it we're gonna read it it's a halloween special for everybody this might be the first book where we all know what's gonna go on yeah because we've seen the movie it's the movie but stephen king famously dislikes the movie so he is it accurate did. well he there's some subtext that i think is lost in translation hated to, it to film yeah i think it's because kubrick was notorious for <laughs> drafting really fucked up contracts Oh, is that why? Is yeah. the contract stuff? Maybe. Oh, dry, know. boring, not scary at all. Well, uh, it's kind of scary if you're the if you're the creator. Yeah, that's true. If you're on the wrong end of litigation, I suppose that is a spooky situation to be in. Um, so Ganesh, how about you read us off the uh do we even need a synopsis? Everybody knows what we're getting into it's here. It's the right? friggin' shining. You want me to get into it? No. Hey, how was your day? No, I don't How are you doing? Truly not interested okay, in Okay, how are you? No, I don't want to know. Not well. Yeah, we could tell. Oh, okay. Yeah, read us a synopsis here for anybody who hasn't listened or watched The Shining. Who would listen to The Shining? I guess audiobook. If you, if you haven't watched or read The Shining. I've listened to it. Yeah? Well, I've just put it on. Oh, and then? In Halloween season. And then like, you know. Just milled like, about. Did the yeah. dishes. Yeah. Okay. Background noise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's so, fun. Terrible events occur at an isolated hotel in the off season when a small boy with psychic powers struggles to hold his own against the forces of eagle evil the forces, forces of eagle would be the forces of eagle no, that's a book i'd like to read that's like a uh, captain america the forces of eagle hell yeah that's a future war ooh you know what they could do like a musical spin the forces of eagle eye cherry oh. save tonight captain america 7 wow <laughs> all right let's table that and get back into the synopsis Against the forces of evil that are driving his father insane. Ah, quick. The Torrances. Yeah, I do believe Jack Torrance is this, the, the man. And the boy is Danny. Danny, that's right. Little sweet Danny. All right, so let's jump into it. Let's see if Ganesh attempts a Nicholson or if he's going to take it a whole other direction. Let's find out. Let's jump into the first page of The Shining. All right, I'm ready to scream and holler. Ganesh, read us the first page of The Shining by, what's his name? Well, Stephen King? Yeah. Is that Stevie? Uh, Stevie K? Um, yeah, Stevie uh, King Dog. Yeah. Chapter one, job interview. Jack Torrance thought, officious little prick. Oldman stood 5'5", five, five, and when he moved, it was with the prissy speed that seems to be the exclusive domain of all small, plump men. Well, yeah. Mm, I would know. <laughs> Are you small and plump? Well, 
No, you're looking good. Oh, now yeah, you're I'm, looking trim these days. You're looking real trim. What's the secret? Well, what I do, you see, is I eat a lot of sand. <laughs> well, then I, then I feel full, and then at the end of the day, I regurgitate it all, and then I go to sleep. Start uh, again the next morning. Same bottle. Same, same bottle, bottle sand. of sand. Is it like a sand art bottle? No, no, no. It's from the beach. Oh, mm-hmm. whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the part in his hair was exact, and his dark suit was sober but comforting. Weird. Weird start. I am a man. You can bring your problems to that suit said to the paying customer. Do you guys have suits like that? I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, he doesn't. Do. Of course, Ganesh does. You have a suit that says, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gold uh, and silver glitter on the back. And uh, you're so grown up. I, <laughs> I, I have no suits. All my suits you are have, like Frankenstein. You have one suit. I've seen it. Yeah, but it's like it's a, it's a wedding m- suit. Mix match. Pants. I apologize to everyone whose no, wedding I've gone to. It's modern. Wearing the suit. You look good. Ganesh looks like shit. And he has a 10 suits. You know, you can't the, you can't buy attractiveness. And Ganesh certainly has tried. You look good in your suits. <laughs> <laughs> Ganesh looks fine. We all look fine. I look fine. You look good. I saw you in a suit. Yeah. You look good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone else out there, you look good too. No, you listen, you know. We gotta build up our, our base. Yeah, you guys look you good. You guys, you all look good. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you just believe in yourself. Mm. And honestly, no, don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Just believe in your suit. That's what I always say. It's not working for you. To the hired help, it spoke more curtly. This had better be good, you. There is a red carnation in the lapel, perhaps so that no one on the street would mistake Stuart Ullman for the local undertaker. Ooh. Mm. As he listened to Ullman speak, Jack admitted to himself that he probably could not have liked any man on that side of the desk under the circumstances. Ullman had asked a question he hadn't caught. That was bad. Ullman was the type of man who would file such lapses away in a mental Rolodex for later consideration. I'm sorry? I asked if your wife fully understood what you would be taking on here. And there's your son, of course. He glanced down at the application in front of him. Daniel, your wife isn't a bit intimidated by the idea? Wendy is an extraordinary woman. Mm. And your son? Is also extraordinary. Oh, yes. Jack smiled, a big wide PR smile. My son is 20 feet long. (laughs) (laughs) That is extraordinary. (laughs) I'll believe it when I see it. He lives on a beach. We can't get him off of it. (laughs) He's extraordinary. (laughs) Come glance. My long son. (laughs) We like to think so, I suppose. He's quite reliant. For a five-year-old. He's five? Yeah, to be that long at five is <laughs> a long boy. In the movie, was he that young? I'm going to do this the whole episode. Well, kind of. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. young. Five? I mean, the actor was definitely seven. Okay, that's what I'm saying. He looked like a seven, all right? Well, I know a seven when I see you one. Know kids. You I know, know kids. kids. I know kids. I know kids. No returning smile from Allman. He slipped Jack's application back into a file. The file went into a drawer. The desktop was now completely bare, except for a blotter, a telephone, a tensor lamp, and an in-out basket. Both sides of the in-out were empty, too. How dated. (laughs) The the fuck, a blotter? (laughs) No, thank you. You guys? I got one. Yeah. What is it, really, though? It's it's like a napkin you keep to wipe up any food spills you make. Yeah, that sounds right for you. That cannot be it. I'm sure that's, you have that item. You get, you get some sauce in, <laughs> on, your, on your shirt. Boom. Blotter's right there. 
Oh, I have a blotter. Blotter yes. by Tide? No. <laughs> what? What's that? Is that your blotter? Oh, yes. That's me uh, sopping up my chalupa sauce. <laughs> All right. Sorry, dude. I got too much Verde today. <laughs> Let me get my blotter for this. I seem to have cats up on my lapel. <laughs> <laughs> Omen stood up and went to the file cabinet in the corner. Step around the desk, if you will, Mr. Torrens. We'll look at the hotel floor plans. He brought back five large sheets and set them down on the glossy walnut pine plane of a desk. Oh, this was one hotel. Now I'm looking after five. Jeez. Jack stood by his shoulder, very much aware of the scent of almonds cologne. Mm. All my men wear English leather or they wear nothing at all came into his mind for no reason at all. And he had to clamp his tongue between his teeth to keep in a bray of laughter. Oh, boy. What a sight. He's already losing his mind. Yeah, this guy seems crazy. I wouldn't put it past this guy to maybe hack down a door with an axe. No, that's how I react when I smell like a very fragrant cologne. You jam your tongue go, between your teeth. Yeah, you, you grunt and uh, moan. Yeah. I've seen it. Not a, not a you got to stop. Not you got to stop that. Not a Someone's wearing cologne in this room. Yeah. I don't know who it is. Listen. English you know leather. who it is. English it's leather me. or nothing. Oh, God. Ganesh takes a bath in cologne every morning. But it's actually Axe body spray. Uh, yeah, I put it into a bottle with some flower petals and let it sit. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it smells pretty good, I gotta say. Ganesh actually has an industrial size standing order with the Axe Corporation for a bathtub's amount of Axe body spray. No, he takes the Axe uh, bottle and pickles it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's aged like a fine wine. Beyond the wall, faintly, came the sound of the Overlook Hotel's kitchen Basically, gearing down for lunch. Can you smells like an aged 15-year-old boy. <laughs> a 15-year-old boy left to ripen. 15 more years. Here he is. I'm mean, going to be technical about it. 30, I am. 30 years old. <laughs> if, he if he dunked a little boy going to homecoming into a jar, <laughs> yeah, if you, aged him. If you put him through the mummification over. process. This is what would happen. Is it prom or homecoming? Uh, well, there, those are two things. Did well, you just have one? one? Which uh, one? Oh, he's a prom. Okay. Homecoming's the B-Leagues. That's JV. Well, good for you, Ganesh. You're Thanks. prom. Yeah, you're a prom boy. But again, buried underground for 15 years and then dug up and spit on. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to become like a weekly thing? Just you shitting on me? No, oh. this is just... Or has it been like this the whole time? And a, I'm, I'm just now realizing. It's been a weekly thing for like 12 years. Wake up, dude. <laughs> Wake up to the real world. Yeah. Like in the Matrix. Yeah. You need a humbling. Do I? Also, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just nailed how cologne is made. That's right. We nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You ferment some flower petals and Axe body spray. And yeah. There it is. Remember that movie Perfume? Never seen it. Yeah. Based on the book Perfume. Yeah. I watched that when I was like getting into movies and I was like, wow. <laughs> when was this? When and were you then, getting into movies? Like in, when I was in college. You didn't get into movies till then? Well, oh, you was, mean like serious I, film? Yeah, I was like, oh. this is a film. I and it's not. That. that movie sucks. It's bad. That's when Shane stopped idiot. saying director and started saying auteur. Mm. No. About himself. <laughs> <laughs> I walked through the door. The auteur has entered yeah. and everyone rolled their eyes. And then you would say, hey, have you heard of this guy, Wes Anderson? Yeah. He's really good. He's actually shit. You know, I just bought a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, which one? Uh, Rushmore. Okay, that's the good. That's the right answer. That's a good one. Yeah, great one. Mm -hmm. Best one. If you had said Darjeeling Limited, I would have said Get the fuck out of this apartment. Uh, Unpopular opinion. I think the best one is Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's a very popular opinion. Is it? Yeah. Did you see Isle of Dogs? No, no. It's gonna blow your mind, man. It's okay. great. I'll watch it. Great. Cool. Fantastic. Top floor. Omen said briskly, the attic. Absolutely nothing up there now but bric-a-brac. No. 
I want to say that. You can. It's too bad that like, no, I can't. I'm too old to just put new words in my vocabulary. I'm not going to If I started saying bric-a-brac. Well, you're also too young to be using bric-a-brac. I mean, sure. But it's like, at this point, I'm set in stone. I say what I say. I'm not going to start saying bric-a-brac. Why not? You think I should? I think you could pull it off. You know what? Here's a challenge for you, audience. Keep listening to this podcast for hundreds of more episodes and see if I say bric-a-brac again. Well, you're a, you're a Manhattan professional, I buddy. am. I'm a man about town. Bric-a-brac. Bric-a-brac's about. What can I say? The Overlook has changed hands several times since World War II, and it seems that each successive manager has put everything they don't want up in the attic. I want rat traps and poison bait sowed around in it. Some of the third floor chambermaids say they have heard rustling noises. I don't believe it. Not for a moment. Well, there's rat traps up there, so what are you trying to catch? But Wouldn't you expect to hear rustling? Well, a, ma- a mouse might be too small for a rat trap. Oh. But big enough to make a rustle. But they're... <laughs> Think about it, guys. I am. Please. Yeah. Please. Big enough to make a rustle is how I would describe you, Shane. I'm way too big. I don't think I've ever heard you move. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's a compliment. I pride myself on my silence. Yes. I move swiftly and with discern. Mm. And and very quietly. Austin, I hear you move all the time. Yeah. grunt every time you stand up. I make noises even when not moving. My body is just constantly churning and creaking like an old house i'm settling you're bric-a-brac i'm bric-a-brac i don't believe it not for a moment but there mustn't even be that one in a hundred chance that a single rat inhabits the overlook hotel buddy rats are the least of your problems here at the overlook let me tell you spoil it come on no that's right at this point rats are the worst thing that has happened at the overlook hotel jack who suspected that every hotel in the world had a rat or two held his tongue of course you wouldn't allow your son up in the attic under any circumstances who do you expect to catch the rats my long son. My long son. He swallows them whole. I roll him up there. They flock to him. And he devours them. It is a sight to see. <laughs> no, Jack said, and flashed the big PR smile again. Humiliating act. Did this officious little prick actually think he would allow his son to goof around in a rat trap attic full of junk furniture and God knew what else? Omen whisked. Omen whisked. Whisked. Stephen King with the words. <laughs> Almond whisked <laughs> away the attic floor plan. Stevie with the good words. And put it on the bottom of the pile. The Overlook has 110 guest quarters, he said in a scholarly voice. 30 of them, all suites, are here on the third floor. 10 in the west wing, including the presidential suite. 10 in the center. 10 more in the east wing. All of them command magnificent views. Uh, that's enough rooms. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. We got it, buddy. I'll leave you five stars on Yelp. Could you at least spare the sales talk? But he kept quiet. He needed the job. Ullman put the third floor on the bottom of the pile and they studied the second floor. Forty rooms, Ullman said. Thirty doubles and ten singles. And on the first floor, twenty of each. Plus three linen closets on each floor. And a storeroom, which is at the extreme east end of the hotel on the second floor. Doesn't seem like nearly enough linen closets. I'm just going to say it right now. That's going to come back to bite the Overlook Hotel in the end. Not enough linens. They've done. They've done. They've done all right. They've done all right. Well, we'll see about that, won't we, Mr. Torrance? Questions? Jack shook his head. Ullman whisked the second and first floors away. No. A lot of whisking going on. Lobby level. Here in the center is the registration desk. Behind it are the offices. The lobby runs for 80 feet in either direction from the desk. Over here in the west wing is the overlooked dining room and the Colorado lounge. The banquet and ballroom facility is in the east wing. Questions? (laughs) No. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, only about the basement, Jack said. 
For the winter caretaker, that's the most important level of all, where the action is, so to speak. Watson will show you all that. The basement floor plan is on the boiler room wall. He frowned impressively, perhaps to show that as manager, he did not concern himself with such mundane aspects of the Overlook's operation as the boiler and the plumbing. Might not be a bad idea to put some traps down there, too. Just a minute. Huh. Well. All right. Sounds like things are going pretty well so far. So this is where it would cut to that cool shot on the helicopter, flying behind the car. Oh, yeah. When they're driving up to the manor. Beautiful. Yeah, roll the mash theme song. <clears throat> I think no, you know. No. St- I think Stephen King wanted this to be like a TV show, right? Like he wanted it episode, 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 episode. Is that right? Yeah, I think That's so. That's real. Mm-hmm. He wanted that. Yeah. Well, why doesn't he do it? He the laugh track. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, it's like mash. There's laughs in some parts and silence in the m- murder scenes. You know, I think this sounds like it's going to be a good winner at the Overlook Hotel. Easy breezy, a little sledding. Some snowmen, some snow angels. And a whole lot of bric-a-brac. Oh, baby, that bric-a-brac is calling my name. All right, Ganesh just spilled a whole glass of water on his chest, so... While he blots himself down, let's uh, let's jump into the 25% mark of The Shining by Stephen King. Don't worry. I had my blotter handy. It was in my pocket. Yeah. It was already wet. Now the lunch. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It doesn't wash it either. It's like a cast iron skillet. You want to let it <laughs> season. Season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, every day it gets a little bit of work, huh? That's right. Bright, oh. bright yellow. Chapter 15, Down in the Front Yard. Jack had found a huge white painted wicker chair in the back of the equipment shed two weeks ago and had dragged it around to the porch over Wendy's objections that it was really the ugliest thing she had ever seen in her whole life. He was sitting in it now, amusing himself with a copy of E.L. Doctorow's Welcome to Hard Times. You know that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just. We're reading that next week. Oh, okay. (laughs) When his wife and son rattled up the driveway in the hotel truck. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, Papa. Papa, Papa, I'm here. <laughs> Danny is here. <laughs> I can see it now. I remember that from the movie. Danny yelling in a deep timber. <laughs> Danny proclaims his entrance. Papa, 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 it's me, Danny. Danny. Danny, my boy. Welcome to the Overlook Hotel. My longest son. <laughs> That's the beauty of it being the book is we don't have to stick. This is in our version of The Shining. In our version of The Shining, this is what's happening. Yes. Wendy parked it in the turnaround, raced the engine sportily. Mm. <laughs> Listen to that baby purr. Is that a Hemi? <laughs> I think got a Hemi. And then turned it off. The truck's single taillight died. Ah, oh, shit. The engine rumbled grumpily with post-ignition and finally stopped. Jack got out of his chair and ambled down to meet them. Hi, Dad. Oh, not far off. I told you. <laughs> Danny called. Danny slithered up the walk. <laughs> and raced up the hill. He had a box in one hand. Look what Mommy bought me. A gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, Danny. 
Jack picked his son up, swung him around twice, and kissed him heartily on the mouth. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, think of the like the damage area, swinging around your 20-foot-long son. Yeah, well, it's taking down bushes. <laughs> and... clipping the building. <laughs> it's just his arms, though, right? Daddy, my feet. <laughs> I was imagining like a job of the hut type of just point of his body just turns into a tail. No, I'm thinking of like a long, like an anaconda. Oh, really? Because okay, yeah. I'm thinking of of a normal sized child with a 20 foot wingspan, just arms <laughs> that drag behind him. <laughs> now I like that. <laughs> that's like a like a Zelda character. That's weird. That that's where your mind goes. Okay, all right. We've all got an interpretation here of Danny, none of which were intended by Stephen King. We'll leave it to the artists. Is that us? <laughs> I guess, yeah, we could draw it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. Yeah, could you do a painting of this? Jack Torrance, the Eugene O'Neill of his generation, the American Shakespeare. Wendy said, smiling, fancy meeting you here so far up in the mountains. Oh, a little role-playing. <laughs> the common ruck became too much for me, dear lady, he said and slipped his arms around her. They kissed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The crowd goes wild. Put some yeah. cheers in, more cheers. In daylight? From my boy. How was your trip? Very good. Danny complains that I keep jerking him. So I, <laughs> I got to say about that. I did install the truck once and, oh, Jack, you finished it. She was looking at the roof and Danny followed her gaze. A faint frown touched his face as he looked at the wide swatch of fresh singles atop the Overlook's west wing, a lighter green. <laughs> shingles? The shingles. Uh, what single, did I say? Singles. I thought it was like a mixer up there. I thought it was like some craft singles. <laughs> oh. I didn't really, because I'm smart. I knew what you meant. Mm, I didn't, because I'm dumb. You thought craft singles? Mm, I thought singles like $1 bills. Single, like single people. Yeah. It could be anything, really. Is it shingles? A lighter green than the rest of the roof. Then he looked down at the box in his hand and his face cleared again. At night, the pictures Tony had showed him came. <gasps> Tony! Like, should we, we wait, can't. wait, where where do I know that name from? Oh, boy. Is it, what is it again? It, uh, it, 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 had showed him came. Hey, Tony! Oh, push! Oh. Had showed him came back to hunt in all their original clarity. But in sunny daylight, they were easier to disregard. Look, Daddy, look. Jack took the box from his son. Oh, yeah, what's in the box? What is, what, what's it got? It was a model car. Oh. One of the Big Daddy Roth caricatures that Danny had expressed an admiration for in the past. This one was the violent, violet Volkswagen. And the picture on the box showed a huge purple VW with long 59 Cadillac Coupe de Ville taillights. Long enough for Danny? Burning up the dirt track. Maybe one day. <laughs> he's shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like, well, he's he's gonna have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are they gonna have to coil him up in there? Yeah. Or put him down. The VW had a sunroof, and poking up through it, clawed hands on the wheel down below, was a gigantic warty monster with popping bloodshot eyes, a maniacal grin, and a gigantic English racing cap turned around backwards. Damn, intimidating. And then a little bubble it says, Mondays, huh? Uh-oh. Wendy was smiling at him, and Jack winked at her. That's what I like about you, Doc, Jack said, handing the box back. Your taste runs to the quiet, the sober, the introspective. You definitely are the child of my loins. Uh, I'm five. What's Dad? loins? <laughs> what's loins? Well. Daddy, what's loins? Wow. Mommy said you'd help me put it together as soon as I could read all of the first Dick and Jane. That ought to be by the end of the week, 
Jack said. What else have you got in that fine-looking truck, ma'am? Uh-uh. She grabbed his arm and pulled him back. No peeking. Some of that stuff is for you. I love thinking of you as Shelley Duvall. Oh, Christmas carols. Danny and I will take it in. You can get the milk. It's on the front floor of the cab. That's all I am to you, Jack cried, clapping a hand to his forehead. Just a dray horse, a common beast of the field. Dray here, dray there, dray everywhere. Just dray that milk right into the kitchen, mister. It's too much, he cried and threw himself on the ground while Danny stood over him and giggled. Get up, you ox, Wendy said and prodded him with the toe of her sneaker. When was the last time you guys had milk? Uh, like, uh, just days ago. Real milk? Real milk, Cow's baby. milk? Cow's milk. Straight from the cow. What? Yeah, I go upstate. It's beautiful this time of year. I don't drink milk anymore. I just drink glasses of cream instead. What mm. the fuck? <laughs> Heavy cream. It's keto, baby. That's it's losing weight. That's Only cream. Awful. The all-cream diet. <laughs> 16 ounces of cream. Cremo. Mm. That's the diet. 16 ounces of cream a day, and then two shots of whiskey, and then right to bed. Jesus. Good I night. don't think I've had real milk in, like, 15 years. Well, what do you drink instead? Nothing. You Water. Don't, you don't put milk in like coffee or anything? Cream? Nothing? Sometimes black, I put black al- coffee. almond milk. Oh, you're that guy. No, he's a black coffee. Do it he, at drinks, home. he drinks black coffee with everything. That's I right. have almond milk at home. I do it on the weekends. It's a treat. You drink a glass of it straight? No, I well, put, could it, you? In, could I put you? it in coffee. Could you? I could if I had a cookie. Okay. Buy a little sweet treat. Well, see, <laughs> he said to Danny. She <laughs> called me an ox. Okay, you're a witness. Problem. Witness, witness. Danny concurred gleefully and broad jumped his prone father. Very athletic. Yeah, Danny's a little superstar. This is chapter 15. Things seem to be going pretty well so far. Is yeah, this, have I been in. misled about what happens in this book? <laughs> is this chapter 15? That's what it said. Yeah. What's what's happened in the 15 chapters? Because in the movie, okay. it goes straight from them driving up. Mm-hmm. She goes them at the, pretty quick. At the, at the mansion well, or at the get, hotel. The haunts like build a lot. I mean, the movie's long. It, That's true. A lot of it is like Jack slowly, like, slowly losing coming his mind. into his crazy. Also, it seems like in the book, Jack has already been at the hotel for some time. And then. Oh, they meet him. Right? Ah, yeah. Stephen King didn't like that. Sweet Stevie K. What's his male name? Do you guys know? Uh, Austin. Jack said. Oh, we have that in common. Yeah, you guys are one and the same. That reminds me, Chumbly. Ooh. I've got something for you, too, on the porch by my ashtray. Oh, he's a toker, huh? It's my it's cigarettes. <laughs> Smoke up, kid. What is it? Forgot. Go on and see. Jack got up and the two of them stood together, watching Danny charge up the lawn and then take the steps to the porch two by two. He put an arm around Wendy's waist. You happy, babe? No. She, not quite. <laughs> she looked up at him solemnly. This is the happiest I've been since we were married. Whoa. That did not come through in the movie ever once. No, it, it does. She was not that happy even in the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> this was like saving their marriage, right? Because it seemed like he had uh, uh, hit Danny a couple times. That's yeah. right. He was slightly abusive, mm-hmm. which I think is explored a little bit more in the book. I think a lot. I yeah. think it definitely goes. Well, up. when you got a long son running around in the house, fucking knocking over lamps and plants, but you got to hit him once well, in a he's while. He's slithering up the he's walls. He's slithering up the walls. He's leaving a trail, Danny. Danny. <laughs> is that the truth? God's honest. He squeezed her tightly. <laughs> I love you. She squeezed him back. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 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 That's good. Everyone loves to love. Touched. 
Those, those had never been cheap words with John Torrance. She could count the number of times he had said them to her. I might understand Jack and John are one and the same. Jack's a nickname for John, is that right? We've covered this. Has, we've covovered this. Egg all over my face. Oh, I've it? had readers call me in the middle of the night. Jack and John, John and Jack, John and Jack, Jack and John. They're the same name. Same name. Same person. They taunt me with it. Yeah. So please, fans, stop. Yeah. Please. You got to leave Shane alone. Point she, taken. She. I don't get it, but point taken. She could count the number of times he had said them to her both before and after marriage on both her hands. That's sad. I love you too. I well, know. you know, this again, beautiful time up in the mountains. Wet, the marriage is improving. Danny's having a ball. You know what? Slice, <laughs> slipping up and down the walls. It just hit me. This is a this is a very big book. Like, what if we only hit the parts where they're having like a good time? And I, then at the end, we're like, what? I would love that. <laughs> I would love just a quick breeze through this book where nothing bad happens. Jack and Danny have fun in the snow. Shelly Duvall's going to the grocery store or something. I don't know. What the this is really our, like, now I finally get it. Like, since we kind of know what's going to happen, all the other books we read on this show, mm-hmm. uh, if authors were to listen, they probably, they're probably so frustrated that's that true. we're leaving so many this things This is going to be the episode that's kind of the experiment to figure out how much we actually miss. In the, in the parts we don't read. This book is also like three or four times as long as most of the books we read. It's How true. long is this book? 637 pages. Ooh. Yeah, most books we read are like a like good 15 like 40, <laughs> 15 to 40 pages. Yeah, they're pamphlets basically. Yeah. Brochures of psychotic people. Someone's like trying out the idea of a book and they've given up. It's half a screenplay. And they put and it on And we Amazon. read it. Yeah, then we read it. Anyway, now we're reading a literary classic, The Shining by Stephen King. We're jumping ahead now to the 50% mark. Here we go. Picturesque winter at the Overlook. Things are looking good for the Torrance family. Let's see if that holds up at the 50% mark of The Shining. Chapter 29, Kitchen Talk. Jack carried Danny into the kitchen. The boy was still sobbing wildly, refusing to look up from Jack's chest. In the kitchen, he gave Danny back to Wendy, who still seemed stunned and disbelieving. Man, he's still so long, huh? (laughs) Jack, I don't know what he's talking about. Please, you must believe it. I do believe it he said, although he had to admit to himself that it gave him a certain amount of pleasure to see the shoe switch to the other foot with such dazzling, unexpected speed. But his anger at Wendy had been only a passing gut twitch. In his heart, he knew Wendy would pour a can of gasoline over herself and strike a match before harming Danny. Is this where Danny is, uh, shows up with the, the strangle wounds on his neck? Oh, shit, yeah. What chapter is this? Is this- uh, 29. You know the chapters? 50%? Oh. No, I We're halfway through. That seems about right. The large tea kettle was on the back burner, poking along on low heat. Jack dropped a tea bag into his own large ceramic cup and poured hot water halfway. Got cooking, Sherry, don't you? He asked Wendy. What? Oh, sure. Yeah, two or three bottles of it. Which cupboard? Can you drink cooking, Sherry? Is uh, it bad? Yeah. Like, why is it cooking, Sherry, and not just, just like cheap wine? drinking Sherry? Like 7-Eleven level Sherry? Could I cook with 7-Eleven wine? It's probably really, I, 
I don't know anything about sherry. Can but I cook? I think it's sweet. Can I, I think cook? it's a sweet wine. Can I cook yeah. with 7-Eleven wine? Can That's I, right. Can I cook it's with 7-Eleven wine? Sure. If I go to 7-Eleven yeah. and get wine. You can cook with anything, buddy. I've done it. So I can get some anything. big bites, get some of that yep. cheese, throw it in a pan, a yep. little, uh, little 7-Eleven wine, mix it up. Boom, baby. We're cooking gourmet tonight. She pointed. It's, it's our first date. You could do it. I could do it. You should do it. I'm going to do it. She pointed. Throw in an onion. Oh, now we're talking. Some of that nacho I'm cheese. I'm going to put on my chef hat for that one. She pointed and Jack took one of the models down. He poured a hefty dollop into the teacup, put the sherry back, and filled the last quarter of the cup with milk. Then he added three tablespoons of sugar and stirred. Then he drank it. He brought it to Danny. I'm a nasty daddy. He yells. <laughs> nasty, <laughs> nasty daddy. Oh, no. Famous line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, where he clicks his heels and tap dances and yells, I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> Danny, classic Danny, scene. Danny recoils into the corner and hisses. His his long tongue yeah. sprays out yeah. in anger. Yeah. Another scene that Stephen King did not love in the movie. He couldn't handle it. He could, it wasn't in the book. He writes it down. Okay. He, yeah. And Cooper And then he sees it. it on film. He can't process it. Butchered. Can't process his own demons. He brought it to Danny, whose sobs had tapered off to snifflings and hitchings. But he was trembling all over, and his eyes were wide and starey. Want you to drink this, Doc? Jack said. Hmm, gross. It's going to taste friggin' awful, but it'll make you feel better. Can you drink it for your daddy? Nasty daddy made you this, Doc. Danny nodded that he could and <laughs> took you, the cup. Can you drink it for your daddy is an all-time bad sentence. Put that in the sentence, jail. Never say that again. Ooh, yeah, I concur. That's a new podcast on the original Kings of Content Network. Sentence Jail. Do you have a sentence you don't like to hear? Send it to us. We'll put it in Sentence Jail. That's the name of the podcast. (laughs) Kind of like Papa Likes It Sweet, right? Yeah, that's in there. Papa Likes It Sweet. Can you drink it for your daddy? You're not even saying it right. Papa Likes It Sweet. There it is. Disgusting. Disgusting. Sentence Jail. This fall. Wendy felt the familiar twist of jealousy. Meaning next fall. Somewhere in her middle, knowing the boy would not have drunk it for her. On the heels of that came an uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so jealous my son drinks awful concoctions for you and not me. I try to feed him poison all the time. I'm nasty mommy. No, Come on. no, you're a good mommy. No, she's clean mommy. Ah, oh, That's also gross. <laughs> I don't want to hear about nasty daddy and clean mommy anymore. This is gross. <laughs> what about clean mama? You've, mama. You guys have soiled this podcast. What, On the about, he- what about dirt daddy? I like that. But Nasty Daddy is too much? No, Nasty Daddy is pretty cool, too. I'd hang out with both Dirt Daddy and Nasty Daddy. They don't get along, though. Mm. They disagree. <laughs> they butt heads. What can you do? I mean, a couple of daddies. On the heels of that came an uncomfortable, even startling thought. Had she wanted to think Jack was to blame? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> that was bad. Sorry to the fathers. Yeah, this, this, this one goes out to the fathers. Was she that jealous? It was the way her mother would have thought. Forget original kings of con- content. We are now the daddy's boys. This <laughs> is awful, awful stuff. And we're saying it in the middle of Ganesh reading, so we can't cut around it. All the daddy talks in. This is locked in, folks. Daddy's locked in. Daddy's locked in would be a good podcast. <laughs> Give us 10 years. Maybe that's our no, story. We'll figure it out. <laughs> was she that jealous? It was the way her mother would have thought. That was the really horrible thing. She could remember a Sunday when her dad had taken her to the park and she had toppled from the second tier of the jungle gym, cutting both knees. 
Dangling Daddy. Winner. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Save it. Save it for the Daddy's Boys podcast. Oh, I well, thought we were on the network. Well, that's the network, and eventually the flagship <laughs> podcast after Amazon Book Club is retired for low ratings. <laughs> when her father brought her home, her mother had shrieked at him. What did you do? Why weren't you watching her? What kind of father are you? She hounded him. Well, I think we know the answer to that. She hounded him to his grave. By the time he divorced her, it was too late. She had never even given Jack the benefit of the doubt, not the smallest. Wendy felt her face burn, yet knew with a kind of helpless finality that if the whole thing were to be played over again, she would do and think the same way. She carried part of her mother with her always, for good or bad. Jack? She began, not sure if she meant to apologize or justify. Either way, she knew would be useless. Not now. It's John. <laughs> Don't you dare call me Jack again. It took Danny 15 minutes to drink half of the big cup's contents. Yeah, well, he's, it's, it takes a while to get through that system. He's a big boy. Long. Just his arms. He's got a lot of tubes. The arms. Well, he's got one tube. <laughs> long as hell. Whole uh, body. Put that in sentence jail. Danny. Sentenced. Sorry. Daddy. Sentenced. And then you have a little gavel sound here. Yeah. Oh, I, I went law and order. What you, you I was talking just... like a gavel. Like, oh, but then you can do both gavel, then. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. And then maybe another gavel after. Yeah. And then maybe three more. Can you edit that? Yeah. Please. And take direction. And by that time, he had calmed visibly. The shakes were almost gone. Jack put his hand solemnly on his son's shoulders. Yeah, getting you fucked up on cooking, Sherry, kid. Son, I gotta tell you one thing. One thing only. You better remember this for the rest of your life. I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Danny, do you think you can tell us exactly what happened to you? It's very important. Danny looked from Jack to Wendy, then back again. In the silent pause, their setting and situation made themselves known. The whoop of the wind outside, driving fresh snow down from the northwest. The creaking and groaning of the old hotel as it settled into another storm. The fact of their disconnect came to Wendy with unexpected force, as it sometimes did, like a blow under the heart. I, I want, I want to tell you everything, Danny said. I wish I had before. He picked up the cup and held it, as if comforted by the warmth. More sherry, Papa. <laughs> Fill her up. I've got a taste, Papa. And I'm long as sin. It makes me strong and longer. Why didn't you, son? Jack brushed Danny's sweaty, tumbled hair back gently from his brow. Because Uncle Al got you the job, and I couldn't figure out how it was good for you here and bad for you here at the same time. It was... He looked at them for help. He did not have the necessary word. A dilemma? Wendy asked gently, when neither choice seems any good? Yes, that. He nodded, relieved. Go on. No, come on. That's it? He's just about to say who choked him. Wendy said, that day you trimmed the hedges, Danny, and I had a talk in the truck. The day the first real snow came, remember? Jack nodded. The day he had trimmed the hedges was very clear in his mind. Wendy sighed. I guess we didn't talk enough. Did we, Doc? Danny, the picture of woe, shook his head. Exactly what did you talk about? Jack asked. I'm not sure how much I like my wife and my son. Discussing how much they love you? Whatever it was, I don't understand it. I feel like I came into a movie just after the intermission. We were discussing you, 
Wendy said quietly. And maybe we didn't say it all in words. All right, never mind. I don't know what's going on here. I thought we were going to hear what happened to the Jack's kid. a prick. And he's also uh, very aware that he's abusive to his son. Ah, great. Well, you know, I hope things look up for him and he gets better. Let's jump ahead now to the... I hate to break it to oh, you. Oh, Lord. Was it 75%? Man, we're getting deep in without anything really alarming. Yeah, happening. where's the shine? <laughs> I'm sure it's happened a little bit. Yeah. Let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark of The Shining. Torrance's uh, at the 75% mark of The Shining. Would you guys stay at this place? Yeah, it sounds beautiful. I think. Well, you can actually go to the place where they filmed it. I'd like to stay there. And it's supposed to be really beautiful. Apparently, so you, I read some little trivia the other day that the room in The Shining doesn't actually exist in the hotel, like the number, because they thought that nobody would stay there. But instead, everybody wants to stay there, and it's the most requested room, and they don't have it. Is that what room 320, two, 329? 320, something like that. 326 or something like that. Something. something. Well, there's a whole documentary about the. Yeah, and it's called that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the. I watched some of that and I just like, I couldn't do it. I think it was just kind of like poorly made. Mm. I also think I was really tired. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. Just seemed weird. Wow. Wow. Great review. So that sounds like. Uh, <laughs> I give it five stars. That's the level of treatment the movie gets. The book gets this. He pushed the bat wings open and stepped through. Hello, boys, Jack Torrance said softly. Oh, yeah. I've been away, but now I'm back. The boys? Oh, I can tell in your voice. Oh, you're channeling Jack Torrance. I haven't even noticed. This whole time, you have gotten crazier and crazier. I like it. Good evening, Mr. Torrance, Lloyd said, genuinely pleased. It's good to see you. It's good to be back, Lloyd, he said gravely and hooked his leg over a stool between a man in a sharp blue suit and a bleary-eyed woman in a black dress, who was peering into the depths of a Singapore sling. Mm. Oh, he's at the bar? Oh, this is a great scene in the film. What will it be, Mr. Torrance? Martini, he said with great pleasure. He looked at the back bar with its rows of dimly gleaming bottles, capped with their silver siphons. Jim Beam, Wild Turkey, Gilby's, Mm. Shiraz Private Label. Everybody loves Gilby's. Toro, Seagram's, and Home Again. You know, Stephen King was an alcoholic when he wrote this. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like Jack uh, Torrance is like a kind of a autobiographical character, right? Yeah, Jack's an alcoholic, and uh, the whole thing is like he goes, he takes his job to like clean up, right? Like to write his book and yeah, to not yeah. drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then he gets lured into this ghost bar. Well, well, they make a point. I mean, again, the ghosts have the best spirits. Not to right Oh shit! That goes to sentence heaven. Another podcast <laughs> on the original Kings of Content uh, Bless Network. you, bless you. Uh, uh, and I've made it through <laughs> Wow. Ganesh, you gotta rein us in, man. You're not control. You are the ringleader here. You gotta you gotta put this guy into shape. Me? You're relying on me. Yeah, that's a bad call. 
to whip you guys into shape. Yeah, no, you're right. That was, Am I supposed to what? Put you over my knees and spank you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's save that for daddy's boys. All right. <laughs> One large Martian, if you please. He said, "They've landed somewhere in our world." Lloyd. He took his wallet out and laid a twenty carefully on the bar. As Lloyd made his drink, Jack looked over his shoulder. Every booth was occupied. Some of the occupants were dressed in costumes. A woman in a gauzy harem pants and a rhinestone-sparkled brassiere. Man with a fox head rising slyly out of his evening dress. Man in a silvery dog outfit who was tickling the nose of a woman in a sarong with the puff on the end of his long tail. Oh. You know, people like to have fun. Yeah, love it. To the general amusement of all. No charge to you, Mr. Torrance, Lloyd said, putting the drink down on Jack's 20. Your money's no good here, see? Orders from the manager. Ooh, the lower turn of this guy. A, Is he from the East Coast? <laughs> a little supporting role. Manager? A faint unease came over him. Nevertheless, he picked up the martini glass and swirled it, watching the olive at the bottom bob slightly in the drink's chilly depths. And of course, the manager. Lloyd's smile broadened, but his eyes were socketed in shadow, and his skin was horribly white like the skin of a corpse. Later, he expects to see to your son's well-being himself. He's very interested in your son. Hmm. Danny's a talented boy, see? Like to hear that about my son. Well, my son's a superstar. Mm. It's long as hell. Mm. And, uh... Otherwise unimpressive. Pretty regular son, aside from the length. The juniper... <laughs> the juniper fumes of the gin were pleasant... The juniper fumes of the gin were pleasantly Stephen maddening. Stephen King posing a challenge to Ganesh. It's actually when a good author writes it, Ganesh gets tripped up. Yeah, these are words that aren't like... This isn't fourth grade level. Yeah. <laughs> this is sixth grade. This is sixth grade level, folks. <laughs> and frankly, that's where Ganesh stopped trying. <laughs> I know the words. Yeah, after sixth grade, he was like, I'm coasting. Keep them coming. Juniper, don't eat it. You really don't. Danny? I've never said it. Well, juniper berries. Never said that. It's an ingredient. That's a word I've never said. I'm not going to say it. In video games, Skyrim, juniper berries. Do you, when you collect items in Skyrim, you out loud say, I've collected juniper berries today. Well, that, I, I mean, said it. If you want to role play, <laughs> you play the role. Shane gets Skyrim VR. He he knocks over things off of his table and... Uh, you know, nearby lamps, and he yells, I've, I've picked up the juniper berries. Yes, I've collected the Nern root. And his girlfriend says, I'm calling the police, Shane. You need to stop. Danny? What was all this about Danny? What was he doing in a bar with a drink in his hand? He had taken the pledge. He had gone on the wagon. He had sworn off. What could they want with his son? What could they want with Danny? Wendy and Danny weren't in it. He tried to see into Lloyd's shadowed eyes, but it was too dark, too dark. It was like trying to read emotion into the empty orbs of a skull. Well, that's kind of what looking in people's eyes is, right? That's what I think when I look at Shane. Well, it's just, I, I got a weird skull. Yeah. But my orbs. Those orbs are deep. They're deep. Deep as the ocean. Maybe too deep. I should fix it. Where is the manager? He tried to ask it casually, but his words seemed to come out between his lips, already numbed by the first drink. Like words from a nightmare rather than, than those in a sweet dream. Lloyd only smiled. What do you, hey, what do you want with my son? Danny's not in this, is he? He heard the naked plea in his own voice. Lloyd's face seemed to be running, changing, becoming something pestilent. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, can you perform that? Yeah, can you perform it. pestilent? Do it right now with your face. No words. Whoa. Oh, oh my God. He, wow. He did he it. He did it. That son he of a bitch. He did it. He did it. I knew you could do it, buddy. Wow. Man, 
That's the best thing that ever happened on the podcast, and nobody could see it but us. Well, if we made a movie, we'd cast Ganesh as Lloyd. You know, I'd open up casting. <laughs> the white skin becoming a hat. You gotta have auditions. He doesn't just get it. The white skin becoming a hepatitic yellow, cracking, red sores erupting on the skin, bleeding, foul-smelling liquid. Ouch. Droplets of bro- droplets of blood sprang out on Lloyd's forehead like sweat. Sounds like me in high school, am I right? And somewhere a silver Kids. chime got that proactive was striking the quarter hour. Drink your drink, Mr. Torrance, Lloyd said softly. It isn't a matter that concerns you, see? Not at this point. He picked his drink up again, raised it to his lips, and hesitated. He heard the hard, horrible snap as Danny's arm broke. He saw the bicycle flying brokenly up over the hood of Al's car, starring the windshield. He saw a single wheel lying in the road, twisted spokes pointing into the sky like jags of piano wire. He became aware that all the conversation had stopped. That happened to Stephen King, right? Man, he got, he got hit by a car. If you're going to be long as hell and you get hit by it, you're if you're riding a bike, you're going to get Hawkins. hit. That's true. No, I'm not Stephen, Stephen Hawkins. Not get hit by a car. <laughs> Seagal? Stephen King got hit by a car. Google it. When? Like 15 years ago. It was news. He almost died. Oh, shit. Well, this is like him telling his own fate. Yeah, right. Or maybe, well, he probably wore a helmet. I think he was just walking. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a, He doesn't wear a helmet when he walks. Oh, but it's Maine. You don't know that. probably wear a helmet That's if true. you walk. Maine's an uh, extreme sport by itself. What do you do? Oh, I Maine. I live in Maine. I, I mainly Maine. I'm a Mainer. Mm. Mainist? No. Yeah, what do you call somebody from Maine? A Mainer. Nothing. Yeah. Don't talk to them. Mainer. They don't matter. Have you been to Maine? Nope. Never will. Must it's be up cool, there. Must be cool living in the second most important Portland in the country. The man beside the woman in the sarong had removed his fox head, and Jack saw that it was Horace Derwent. I haven't seen any Portland Mains on the stats, so I feel pretty comfortable taking a shit on it. Get your listener numbers up, Portland, Maine, and I'll uh, give you a shout out. But until then, you you suck. How are you doing in Portland, Oregon? Now, we are through the roof. Let me tell you. I don't believe. We've got five, maybe ten. Shit. His pallid blonde hair spilling across his forehead. Everyone at the bar was watching, too. The woman beside him was looking at him closely as if trying to focus. Her dress had slipped off one shoulder, and looking down, he could see a loosely puckered nipple. Oh, uh, ghost nipples. Capping one sagging breast. Looking back at her face, he began to think that this might be the woman from 217, the one who had tried to strangle Danny. Oh, that's right. It's room 217. Uh, my mistake. I think you said 218. I think I said 327. I think you said, like, yeah. I was you way off, way I off. guess. I guess I was off, okay? But Listen. you know, numbers are... Um, Really all the same. Yeah, they're interchangeable to me. I think that's the thing with math. Yeah. The real secret is that you just it's gotta, all... You just got to have fun with it, man. Yeah. Improvise. You just goof it. Yeah. Goof it. Yeah. You goof it. Oh, that's where you're ending it? No. You always do that. <laughs> I'm sorry I pushed it over the edge. I'll take it back. Yeah, no. You don't goof math, okay, guys? I do. Math is true. It's a language. And that's what I've heard. I goofed it, all right? And that's why I almost didn't graduate high school. So, listen, I think it sounds like Jack's lost his mind completely here. He's uh, hanging out with ghost nipples. Ghost barkeeps. Drinking whiskey with a, me as a 15-year-old bleeding out of my acne face. It's truly disgusting stuff. So, I, Well, in the movie, this scene is really good. In the movie, like I don't the remember ghost, him like, like de- bar deteriorating scenes. like that in the movie. Well, no, this is a little bit beyond the movie. I th- in the movie it's usually it's just one guy in the movie that it's guy like approaches him and like takes him into the bath he spills on that guy and they go to the bathroom and he like wipes it down mm-hmm. and then it's yeah okay let's this is on the movie podcast though all right this is the book podcast amazon book club let's jump ahead now 
the last page of The Shining by Stephen King. Okie dokie. Here we are. The last page of The Shining. Ganesh, please read. The boy tried to answer, but the words were swallowed in a sob. He leaned his head against Halloran's shoulder and wept, the tears now flooding down his face. Halloran held him and said nothing. The boy would have to shed his tears again and again, he knew. And it was Danny's luck that he was still young enough to be able to do that. The tears that heal are also the tears that scald and scourge. I guess if you're a long kid, Mm, yeah, they come from like a really deep bladder, maybe. Yeah. When he had quieted a little, Halloran said, you're going to get over this. Well, that's pretty curt. You're going to get it. You're fine. Is it, <laughs> is it time to scat again? You're going to get over this. Do it about. Get over. No, that's not scat. Not singing. He's saying that's, that's singing. Word. Yeah, that's just saying it. Well, but really, this is Scatman Crothers in the movie. Yep. Yeah. You don't think you are right now, I but you will. will. You got this. Sh- I wish I didn't. Danny choked, his voice still thick with tears. I wish I didn't have to. I wish I didn't have it. But you do, Halloran said quietly. For better or worse, you didn't get to say, little boy. You didn't get no say, little boy. But the worst is over. You can use it to talk to me when things get rough. And if they get too rough, you just call me and I'll come. Even if I'm down in Maryland? Even there. Especially if you're down in Maryland, the worst place in America. Maryland. Maryland is weird. Why aren't you just Virginia or Pennsylvania? Make a fucking decision. Be it. One of them. They were quiet watching Danny's bobber drift. But, But we're also Delaware, shouts Maryland. Fuck you, Maryland. They should just be Delaware. Just be Delaware. Delaware should claim more land. It's so small. It's too small. When I drive and they through have it. have no taxes. No, no, no. On retail what? items. Watching That's Danny's right. bobber drift around 30 feet out from the end of the dock. You can buy all the little tchotchke Delaware license plates with your custom name on it. You want no taxes, baby. And I think corporations get a big tax break. In Delaware, that's why, like, all the student loan places are on the turnpike in Delaware. That's right. Delaware is hell. Hellware. Then, Danny said, almost too low to be heard, you'll be my friend. So we've so far, Delaware and Maine off the list in just this episode. Hey, sorry. I don't know. As long as you want me. The boy held him tight and Halloran hugged him. Danny, you listen to me. I'm going to talk to you about it this once and never again the same way. Scatman. There are no six-year-old boys in the world should have to be told, but the way things should be and the way things are hardly ever get together. The world's a hard place, Danny. It don't care. It don't hate you and me, but it don't love us either. Terrible things happen in the world. There are things no one can explain. Good people die in bad, painful ways and leave the folks that love them all alone. Again, I'm five. Sometimes it seems like it's only the bad people who stay healthy and prosper. The world don't love you, but your mama does and so do I. You're a good boy. You grieve for your daddy. And when you feel you have to cry over what happened to him, you go into, you go into a closet or under your covers and cry wow. until it's all out of you again. R.I.P. Jack. That's what a good son has to do. But see that you get on. That's your job in this hard world. To keep your love alive and to see that you get on no matter what. Pull your act together and just go on. All right, I'm kind of <laughs> prattling on now. I think I'll stop talking. I'm just five. 
I know I'm long, sir, but I'm really just five. My brain is very small. And my brain is not long. It's uh, short. All right. Danny whispered, I'll come see you again next summer if you want, if you don't mind. Next summer, I'm going to be seven. Oh, he's been six? Never mind. No, they've oh. been in the house for a year. Oh, my Shit. sweet God. And I'll be 62. And I'm going to hug your brains out of your ears. Wow, buddy, please. But let's finish one summer before we get on to the next. Okay. He looked at Halloran. Dick. Hmm? You won't die for a long time, will you? I'm sure not studying on it. Are you? No, sir. I... You got a bite, Sonny. He pointed. Then red and white bobber had ducked under. It came up glistening, then went under again. Oh, All these guys are fishing. They're fishing. Throwing a reel. Let's fish. Casting a line. Love to fish. Dunking a bob. Let's fish. Hey. Danny gulped. Wendy had come down and now joined them, standing in the back of Danny. What is it? She asked. Pickerel? No, ma'am. Halloran said, I believe that's pink whale. The tip of the fishing rod bent. Danny pulled it back and a long fish, rainbow colored, flashed up in a sunny, winking parabola. That's a motherfucking trout. Oh, <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> and disappeared again. <laughs> Danny reeled frantically, gulping. Help me, Dick. Help me. Uh -huh. I got him. I got him. Help me. Halloran laughed. You're doing fine all by yourself, little man. I don't know if it's pink whale or trout. But it'll do. It'll do just fine. What did I say? <laughs> he put an arm around Danny's shoulders and the boy reeled the fish in little by little. Wendy sat down on Danny's other side and the three of them sat on the end of the dock in the afternoon sun. Wow. Fun fact. Okay. In the movie, that character is murdered by Jack and left to die. Oops. Whoops. Um, cool. We, we skipped all the spooky parts. We just had <laughs> a really, really nice, <laughs> nice little breezy, <laughs> breezy Jack, tale. Jack I don't know, off. man. The bar scene's pretty spooky. That if we hadn't spooky. read, if we had never seen that movie, it would have been the story of a guy who kind of got a little mean and then got drunk at a bar and then died in the last page. <laughs> <laughs> but his family had a his nice family seems to fish. They went fishing. They went fishing afterwards. Yeah. Rest easy, Jack. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that's what I'd expect reading a huge book. Yeah. So, so million dollar question. How do you cast this one? So, yeah. So this is under the premise that this movie is being remade. Oh, really? I was just going to say Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, uh, whatever. No, it's remade as we saw it. Like, it's remade. Tonight. Okay. Right, I have a pretty clear idea of who I want to play Jack. Well, let's hear it. You never have any ideas, so I'm ready for this one. Well, this man can do anything. Okay. Your dad? Well, Yeah. But, but not, this but, man can really do anything. Oh, wow. Who is a little it? insulting to your dad? Say it. Adam Driver. Adam Driver as Jack Torrance. Actually, yeah. Pretty good. I could see him like losing his mind. He seems like a guy who could play crazy really well. Perhaps. You seem unimpressed. Yeah. Who do give you have him, Give him a lightsaber. Well, man. I, had, he'll, he'll I had Adam Driver in a different role. In, the in same, this movie? Yeah. Which role? The long boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a that's a Chalamet if I ever heard of oh, five. Oh, okay. So you're going Adam Driver as the nasty daddy, and you're going Chalamet as that's the right. long as boy. That's the long son. That's right. My sweet long son. All right. Um, and remember, he's just a normal-sized child with a 20-foot wingspan. That's just normal your, legs. That's no, just no, your no, interpretation. You went wingspan. I went serpentine. I think he's like a snake. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. A slithering. 
long I'm boy. thinking he, the son, the young boy, is played by the claymation Beetlejuice snake from <gasps> Beetlejuice. Ooh, that's really good. I know they have it in storage. <laughs> Man, if Stephen King hated the first one, he's going to hate this. No, I love no, it. He likes I an experimental take on his stuff, I believe. Adam Driver? Nah. Now, who have we I got? just don't see it. Who have we got I'm for sorry. Who's, who's doing Wendy? Shelly Duvall oh. again? She's pretty good. Gwyneth Paltrow could, could pull off no, Shelly Duvall. No. What do you mean no? I don't like it. She's I got the it. big eyes. Don't like it. It's all, that's like half the role, just don't having like big eyes. Well, then let's go with Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. Cast the superstars. Emma Stone. Mm. Bam. Wendy. Uh, who's the other superstar these days? Oh, bam. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Okay. Jack And Torrance. then the third superstar, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Biggest Boom. guy on Danny. Yeah. Casted. Last man standing. Eats the cream of the crop. Okay, so is that it? Who, there's really nobody else. I mean, Scatman Scat Brothers. Brothers, still Scatman Brothers. That's, yeah. It has to be Scatman Brothers. Nobody can scat like Scatman. That's just a fact, folks. So we're going to end the episode here, right? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Happy Halloween, uh, you filthy animals. That's it for the Halloween month. We did it. We finished it. That's right. We did a horror book every week of this month. It's going to be weird going back to reading fucking Southern romances and we, uh, we weird cop novels. We don't have to do Southern romances. Cop novels, I'm okay with. Murder mysteries and give me more. Well, I, I hope we stay true. Absolutely no more fireman books. So that one we did was the worst book we've ever done. A lot of them are the worst book we've ever done. It's true. We can't use that as a barometer of what we shouldn't do because then we shouldn't just do the we shouldn't do the podcast. Well, it could be a whole different. Thing. <sighs> we got a lot to think about here. That's it, guys. Thanks to Chris Linquist for the artwork, to Morris Reese for the music. You can find us at AMZM Book Club on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at amzmbookclub at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. Yeah, tell your parents. Uh, don't do that. Thanks to my friends for making this podcast with me. And the sweetest trick or treats to you and yours. Yeah. I hope you have a truly terrifying night. I hope your dog runs away. All right, goodbye. <laughs>